audio side of the podcast. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's always very clean. Yeah, yeah. And I can tell why now. It makes a it makes a big difference. No, it does. And and we're we're just about to up that production side of things. Anyways, like yeah. gonna get a couple new mics and better quality mics and just yeah. We're just you know what it is, yeah. A lot of the stuff with the podcast, like we're just learning as we're doing it, basically, like anything in life, you know. Yeah. But I think the beauty is, like, I was listening to, like, I was basically listening to this audio book today, and a guy in the audio book said, um, he was basically saying that loads of people read loads of different books, but they don't implement anything. Mm. It's like it's like reading a book on cycling and not not actually, not cycling. you know, what I'm trying to say. So there's there's a whole. There's a big gap when it comes to people yeah, and like yeah. doing stuff. So people can read books on anything they want, unless they apply or try stuff out. It's not gonna work. Yeah, no, I hear that. So yeah, man. Um, let's kick it off, innit? I'm ready. So 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 yeah, like I'm I'm actually I think we wanted to do this for a while. We wanted to get you on here for a while. Let me just move my phone. Um, but I don't know, like how come how come it took so long? I don't know. I'm not blaming you. I'm asking you. It's a rhetorical question. No, but I think the guests that I've been on have been, have been the right guests as well. Like the conversations have yeah. been, and I think it was right that yeah, they yeah. get given that time yeah, to yeah. express themselves as well. So I don't know. So I, I don't know if you mind me talking about this in it. So, like you, you're about to become a dad. So what, what does that feel like? Unless you don't want to talk about it, we don't have to. It's mad because this yeah. is the first time publicly I've been able to say yeah, like. She, my miss, my miss is nine months now, mm. and uh, for the last nine months, it's kind of been a thing like on the side. Yeah, by the way, I might go on paternity leave, like in meetings and whatnot. I'm saying, yeah, I might go on paternity leave. Yeah, yeah, just chucking it in there, but never saying, oh, I'm about to become a dad. Mm. Um, so if we do speak about it, it's gonna be the first time. So I don't, mm. I don't really know what to expect. But do you feel, do you feel different? Like, do you feel like you're about to become different or? Do you feel the same? Like, what's your what's your what's your outlook on it? I think so. When we went to when we had antenatal classes, the midwife said the the female obviously goes through several changes uh, over the nine months then post the post labor. Mm. But then for the guy, it also goes through massive changes as well. Yeah, and I thought, no, that can't. That's not going to be me. I can't. I can't. I'm. I'm already quite. Aware, quite mature, I think. Mm-hmm. But I'm seeing that now. I'm seeing little changes in myself. I'm a lot more calmer. Like the other day, um, some guy just pulled up next to me when I was driving. I was driving that day, thirteen. Mm. He just pulled up next to me, and he's like, he's on a mad one. He's like, yeah. he he wants road rage. He wants to turn into a passer, and I'm just like, calm down, relax, <laughs> chill. Whereas if that was me a year ago. I would have given some verbal back, probably mm. like try to slow him down, get in front of him, try yeah. and piss him off a little bit. But I was so calm in that situation. Do you, in any shape or form, felt like violated at that point, or do you felt like you, I felt yeah. empowered? Mm, the I fact like that, that I was be able to be calm in that situation, I felt mm. very empowered, mm. and I wasn't impressed by his use use of words or his. Ability to shout louder than me. I yeah. was just like, brother, just chill, like relax. Did you feel sorry for him? Yeah, no. I said to him, yeah. like, "You have is your day. Like, how's your day going? <laughs> like, because you seem Straight. angry. Like, you've been behind me for the last three, four minutes trying mm. to get past me, mm. and I'll put my foot down. I can, but 
I don't need to because I'm just going about my business. And you're going by speed limit. Yeah, anyway, and, I, and, so. and I just said to him, like, you just seem like you're having a bad day. Mm. If you want to go in front of me, uh, that will make your day better. Go for it. And then he goes, no, no, I don't. No, I don't want to. So you calm down a bit. Like, yeah, yeah, he calmed down. And then before that, I see his face is like, he's all like angry. In the, mm. in, I see him in my rearview mirror. And then after that, he was behind me again for another three, four minutes after that. And he was just calm. He just holding his chin. He was just driving. He calmed down. And I felt I felt empowered by that. I was like, the bit, my ability to be calm in that situation and hold my ground and just handle the situation well. Mm, and you sort of supported him as well. Like you sort of asked him a, an yeah. important question. Like, are you good? You know? Yeah. I think he was just having a bad day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And maybe he might remember that somewhere mm. down the line. And hopefully... He'll mature up because the first thing he asked me was, "What ends are you from?" And I was like, "Bro, I'm 24. Don't do that <laughs> shit with me, man." Like, what ends are you from? Like, that's from EastEnders. That that's <laughs> you can't. I'm not yeah, impressed yeah. by that anymore. Mm, I like that. And you, you know what? You know what I like about you in particular. And obviously, if I'm like, I'm not saying anything that is not public. I guess like you spoke about you're about to become a dad, and and obviously you just got your first property. And you're like, you're 24 at the moment. So you've got first property, you're creating certain initiatives that are super powerful. And obviously it's, it's, it's towards like young people and you're involved in a lot of things that are going to create a lot of different value for people. And you're about to be a dad. And it's just like, and I think what I find really impressive about you is that there's something around your mindset that's, I feel like helping you achieve all of that stuff. So one of the things I wanted to kind of explore was mindset today a little bit. And you said you want to talk about it anyway. So, uh, I think only very recently, but that empowerment piece, I think, big, big, got to do with mindset. Yeah. yeah it's all to do with mindset. And I think I've only realised within the last six months to a year mm. that my mindset or the power of my mindset and my willpower is what got me to where I am today. But is that so... So were you sort of used, you're, you were already like doing it and utilising your mindset, but you didn't realise what your mindset was until yeah. recently. Yeah, I didn't realise it, no way. Yeah, yeah, but you had it, you've had it, you developed it, you, you were utilising it, you just didn't know what it was or what it looked like at that I time. I think I can, I can reflect now mm. and say that my mindset was a lot stronger than peers and other people mm. from early. Yeah, yeah. Like when I say from early, like school days, because... For me, everything that I've manifested or wanted to achieve, mm -hmm. Alhamdulillah, I'm gonna use that word, that I've achieved it. Mm -hmm. Everything that I've kind of dreamt about when I was 11, 12, sitting in my bed in my room as a teenager, mm -hmm. I've gone on and achieved those things. I've always wanted to, I've always loved football, loved football. Yeah, yeah. And I was always like, I'm gonna have my own team one day, I'm gonna manage my team done that from early 16 17 years old mm. that whopping youth fc gave me that opportunity to go on and take my own team and a big thank you to them as well mm. because without them i wouldn't have been able to fulfill my dream and that that turned into so many more things mm. i said I, I grew up as an arsenal supporter my dad took me to my first game at five uh, years he's old. Still, he's still supporting arsenal still yeah. support arsenal somehow <laughs> just 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 double check they won today so <laughs> I'm I'm still <laughs> quite happy, but yeah, yeah. Um, I still I always supported Arsenal. I've been to my first Arsenal game when I was five years old, and for me to work there 
was a massive achievement mm. and i was like i'll get there one day or whatnot i started i started in 2018 mm. working at arsenal and i remember getting an email and it said you know from arsenal football club and they get they sent me a letter confirming my employment how did you, how did you feel at that time bro that was mad that mm. was crazy like that was all of my dreams come true i remember sending a message out to my family like I've done it. I've achieved everything I wanted to mm. achieve. And I was at like, what, 20 years old? I've <laughs> achieved everything I want to achieve. I'm happy now. I'm content. Mm. Like, if I if I worked in a supermarket for the rest of my life, I know that I worked at Arsenal. Mm. And that that was like, from five, six years old, to be part of Arsenal, be part of that family, mm. that for me was the biggest achievement. So do, do you think, like, do you think we ever stop achieving? Or do you think, because I kind of feel like in life, and, and there's nothing wrong with that anyways, I'm, but I just want to put it into the space. It's like, I feel like sometimes in life, there's always something to achieve. It's, it's, you know, you get to one place, then there's another thing. And do you think like, that's what life is built around? I think just human nature. You just want to grow. You just want to yeah, take yeah. the next step every single time. Yeah. Like you have, the first steps is like your basic necessities. You want to look after your basic necessities. Mm-hmm. Then you want to kind of live a few luxuries, have mm-hmm. a few more luxuries. Then you want to kind of explore things that other people haven't explored. There's always a different level. Yeah, always, yeah, yeah. Every time you, once I get in, I, I, in my coaching career, I, five years ago, I would have said, if I ever worked for Arsenal, then I'll, that I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've completed. But now I want to go to the next Yeah, level. there's new things yeah, that opened up. There's new things. Now, those opportunities might not be at Arsenal, they might be elsewhere, but my perspective on that has changed. And that happened, and that happened through experience. And yeah, that, yeah, that also yeah. happened through achieving because... If you didn't achieve those certain things before that, then you wouldn't even look at other things. Yeah, it's like a game. It's like yeah, yeah. You know that you've clocked the game and you get to like level ninety or whatever. Mm. But with life, it's not. It's you carry on. Yeah, yeah, you don't know where the the end level is. You don't know level ninety. You could be level hundred and fifty, and you could still be growing. I like the fact that you compared it to a game. I feel like sometimes if people looked at life as a game more often, I feel I feel like people would achieve more and just. Be a bit more happier because I feel I feel like people take life a bit too seriously sometimes. I think that comparison comes from Bob Singer. Mm. I have to I have to bring his name into it. Shout out to Bob Singer. Hundred yeah, percent. He got when when he said the way we play games is the way we play life. Mm-hmm. Like I think that's so true. The way the way somebody plays football is the way they they play life. Yeah. Like foot, young footballers, from my experience, tend to be like quite fast paced, and that's how mm. they like they like their life to be lived. They enjoy that fast paced environment. Whereas somebody that enjoys playing chess is a little bit more calm, collected. They think about mm. things. They're very strategic. Um, and yeah, I think based on your life and your habits and your your personality is the types of games that you enjoy. Yeah. Um, I think I'm very in the middle. I mm. enjoy football, but then I I enjoy those slow paced reflection kind of, which is which is why I'm able to touch in and out of you know, a fast-paced environment and go into, like, a slower... Like, I enjoy conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I you, enjoy you have, you have two. You have sort of, like, two two different sides that you can tap into within yourself. You, you know, you can have a deep conversation with someone and then you can also do the, you know, just, like, sort of enjoy life and just do the fun things and sort of, like, things that don't... I, mean, I don't want to say fun things don't hold any meaning, but sometimes they just, you know, they're just fun things. They're not, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, no, they're not super deep. Not that they can't be deep, but, you know, it's just, yeah... Just what it is. Yeah, I enjoy the deep, deep things. Like a lot of my peers, when I was in school and whatnot, didn't necessarily. Or I think as us as men, 
don't necessarily enjoy mm. talking about feelings, talking about life. Whereas, to an extent, I'm quite the opposite. Mm. Like people come to me and talk about their relationship problems, and they talk to me about you know their life problems, the mm. financial issues that they're facing, and I'm happy to listen and happy to give them. I don't I, I don't feel like I give them advice. I don't feel I don't feel like I tell them what to do. Yeah, but I think I'm quite good at listening to them. Do you, do you help them reflect? Help them reflect. Where they are and that. I think that's where yeah. coaching comes into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And coaching I think that's why where I am in my career now and having that involvement of mindset coaching is, has been perfect for me because mm. I think, again, from early, like I've always been involved in those conversations, actively listening to people, mm-hmm. just, you know, providing them different perspectives. How about you think about it like this? Mm. How about you change, you know, how you approach this? And see see what the outcome is, and I I don't like advising people because I'm no expert, and that's why it's coaching and not mentoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have done mentoring, and I I prefer coaching. Mm-hmm. I prefer coaching because it's the it's assessing all of the options that are available to you and identifying which ones. Coaching will. coaching is sort of like a mirror. Um, which I sort of sort of. It's, it's about giving the mirror to someone who's going like, have you looked at this? Or or just giving someone a different perspective. Or That's why questions are powerful because it's like a question can make a person think about something differently. You know, and, and we're mentoring. I think, I think yeah, like, I, think, I think both are powerful. I think mentoring is powerful too, but I think mentoring is just about an expert giving their expertise to someone and just telling them this is how that is or this is how I achieved that. And like you said, it's like it might not work for every single person. It might not be the same. Yeah. And I, and yeah. the, and the best thing about it as well is that I like listening to people that have had the experiences that I haven't been able to have. Mm. Like, there's so many things that somebody else would have done that I really like to listen to your story. Your story is amazing, mm. but that that story is not for me. It wasn't written in my book, and uh, but I still want to hear it, mm. and I still want to listen to you. And there might be something that I can provide to you. On your, on but what your do you think? What do you think you gain from listening to someone that you might not even relate to, or someone that's got a complete different perspective to you? I think it's that enjoyment of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love conversation. I love talking to people. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because I think I would have identified myself as quite a shy person, but I think if the conversation's right and the conversation's meaningful, mm. I can talk to you for hours. What do you like about conversation? Just hearing different perspective. Mm. Like understanding, and I've, again, that's another realization that has only come very recently. Mm-hmm. That everyone's got a different perspective. Everyone sees the world differently. We spoke about maps of the world. Yeah, yeah. Like my map of the world is different to your map of the mm-hmm. world, and I love to hear things from other people's maps of the world. Yeah, yeah. And there's also that thing of like, you know, how much can I get out of you as well in a conversation? Mm. It's like through the mindset coaching, I've realized. That there's always one or two things that people don't want anyone else to know. Mm. And it's that how far can I go in a conversation with you? Mm. You know, how much can I get out of you? How mu- how closer can I get to that thing with that you don't want anyone else to know? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, if yeah. I if I feel like that there's been those breakthrough conversations that I've had with people where they've told me something that's either like probably embarrassing about themselves or they're quite ashamed or they've never told anyone else. Mm. And when I have that I'm like, that's been a good conversation because I managed to get that out of you. And yeah. likewise, if you managed to get that out of me, then that means I've I've trusted you to an extent to tell you 
what I don't want other people to know. Yeah, yeah. And it's a, it's a good conversation. If I've been able to build that trust with you and trust you with something, then you know we've we've ha- developed and established a, a good relationship there. Mm, that's true. I remember so going back to just shouting out Bob Singer. I remember I had a, a coaching session with him. Like just going back to what you said just just not long ago, um, the first question he asked me was, "What is the what is it that you don't want to talk about today?" Without saying, without having to tell me. But then I was thinking that's actually the thing in my head that's kind of affecting me the most at that time, or is the most important thing at that time, the thing that I don't want to talk about. Which is, I was like, that's a powerful question in itself. You know, that's that's and that's the one you see people like they get stuck on, mm. like. Yeah, they, like I said, people don't want people don't want you to know something. Mm-hmm. There's always something that somebody's ashamed of. Somebody not necessarily ashamed of. It could be a good thing, mm. and that's another thing as well like, that I've learned. It could be a great thing. Mm. I could tell you something that I've achieved that I feel is that like, really valuable to me. But then I think I come into the room and I'm like, does that sound like I'm being a show off? Mm. Is that showboating a little bit? But then that's your own. That's that's your that's your own internal voice kind of telling you what people might think and even though people might think that but then if people think that then that's more that's more about the person rather than who you are right and this is what i'm trying to understand in life as well i'm trying to understand what's the balance between like caring about what people think so i'm getting to the point where like i don't give a shit that much i, I still i still care to some extent but the, the you know the older i'm getting the, the less i care but mm. what i'm understanding is that sometimes regardless of how many different times I might try to portray myself in a certain way, like people will still have their own opinion of who I am, their own version of who I am, you know. Um, Aladdin, can we just get the window as well, please? That's right. Sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah, so, so yeah, but in terms of mindset, what would you say, what would you say are your like, sort of like two to three values that you add towards your mindset? That you have as a person that helps you carry the mindset you've got. That's difficult to list it as two or three, but I think the first one has to be coming out of your comfort zone mm-hmm. um, through leadership and all of the workshops that leadership training and leadership courses that I've been on, and then leadership workshops that I've delivered. Mm-hmm. Is everything's always been around coming out of your comfort zone? Yeah, and you have to be willing to do that. You have to be willing to expand a little bit. Um, I'm willing to do uncomfortable mm. things, and I think that's what that's what I mean by the strength in my mindset. Mm. But do you get this? Is, this this is a funny question, yeah? Do you get addicted to doing things that's had your comfort zone? Because I feel like it's it's like it's like a process, right? It's like the moment someone does it for the first time, then obviously it brings value. Then they do it for the second time, then the third time. Then it's always like uncomfortable, but then there's like a sense of like, I'm not saying for you, but just I'm just saying in general, like there's, there's a sense of addiction to just go like, you know what? I like what that being outside comfort zone thing creates for me. It's that yeah. thrill. Yeah. That thrill of being outside your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. That's funny because I went through depression when I was about 17, 18, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and at that point, I think I realised, like I still have bad days, Mm-hmm. But I think it was I realised that Doing the boring stuff And not coming out of my comfort zone Is what's Not Giving me that satisfaction mm. I needed something Like that's why Life for me I think has moved so fast Because I'm always Looking for that 
extra bit that takes me out of my comfort zone. I'm mm. lo- always looking for that little bit more that I haven't done before and I'm looking to try a new experience. Um, that's why kind of I've moved very quick in my coaching career. I've moved very quick in terms of my personal life. Mm-hmm. With getting married at a young age. Like I was always like, I want to try this thing before other people try it. I passed my driving driving test at 17, like two months into being 17. Mm. My favorite test was on my 17th birthday. Mm. Like I'm proud of those things. And it was, I know that no one knows my age or none of my friends have gone and done their favorite test yet. Mm. So I'm going to be the first one to go and do it. I don't want to, uh, when I passed, I think only two of my friends, one of my friends were driving. So I was like one of the first within my whole year group to go and get a car and whatnot. Yeah. And then it was like, I bought my house early, 20, uh, mm. 22 years old, put the deposit down on the house. It was like, I want to be the first one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I do, I definitely get a thrill out of, you know, doing things that other people haven't done before and being mm. maybe the trendsetter. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if it's the trendsetter, but, being a being a first to do it, the pioneer. Mm. It's, it's it's definitely inspirational. I, f- I think it's definitely one of the things where like people can look at and go, you know what? Like, what's what's separating me from Naim? You know, like what's what's the difference? And obviously, I think one of the biggest differences is the mindset and perspective. And and then people can go, you know what? Why you know can I develop the same sort of skill set and do the same thing? And it's just like it's inspirational. You know, if if people would, depending on you know what their self belief is and how much they can sort of like break down the barriers and, and, and learn. And it's all about learning. And, and I think knowledge is super important in life as well. Just understanding or just going through the process of then learning how to do something. That's the most valuable thing. Like I say mm-hmm. that to to my, to my everyone that I work with, all the young people and anyone that I come across that value knowledge. And it's not necessarily in grades. Like I think in school, I was good at school. Wasn't good at college because mm. at that point I just yeah it was it was all a mess. But um, I was good at school. Mm. Like I got good grades. I'm happy with my grades. And <clears throat> but that's because I valued learning. Mm. I valued learning new things and yeah. trying different things. And even right now I can sit in a classroom environment and thrive and mm. do well because if I know it's challenging enough, mm. I'm willing to match it and and be there and be present. Mm. Um, so yeah Value knowledge Wherever it comes from yeah. Wherever it comes from It can be in any form But then Shape. I think I think and, and, and I think One of your strengths Is like you apply The things you learn So like you go through the You go through the process And you apply stuff That you learn It's going back to the thing From the beginning That I've mentioned earlier It's like some people Can read like 20 books On how to ride a bicycle But unless they really Get on one And try to do it Like they'll never learn How to ride one you know, so I feel like I feel like with you, it's like you might read a book on how to ride a bicycle, but then you're gonna get on a bicycle and ride it. You know, yeah. Or sometimes yeah. you might even read a book. You might just you might even get a certain knowledge on a certain thing. You might just go and do it and then learn that way as well. See, I'm on the FA National Youth Council, so the FA, for those that don't know, is they ensure that football is for everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for all. And there's so it's it's all strategies. Everything is strategies. Everything is you know documented. This is how it should be done. Yeah. And I will sit in those meetings, and I will have my notebook with me, and I'll have one page about how I can contribute towards this meeting and mm-hmm. check and challenge the things that are being said here. And then my other page on my notebook would be how can I implement that to all the other things that are happening in my life. Mm-hmm. 
So to be the legacy football league, I will sit there and I will have you know one page about how FA can benefit from you know the things that are going on in my mind mm-hmm. right now, and I'll write it down and I'll present them at a certain point. But then another thing will be this strategy has just been mentioned. How can I implement that into legacy football league? And mm-hmm. I'll write it down, and I'll and I'll tend it a bit as well. Yeah. And I'll and I'll and I'll add it, and I'll try and see how many how many places I can implement that learning. So I might take one lesson. I might be might be one thing that one person said mm-hmm. that worked for them, and I might try and implement that in five different places. That's it. And I think that's really worked for me. Mm-hmm. That's why the Legacy Football League has grown in a way that it has, because it's been able. I've been able to take away learning from different places mm. and add them in to different aspects of the legacy football league mm. and that's really worked mm. and i'm excited to see the legacy football league come up that's it so we don't have any rules on this podcast sometimes we do introductions like midway through sometimes towards the end so just just for the context because obviously you're talking about legacy league as well i wanted to shout that out as well was there on one day just seeing that in action was incredible i think i appreciate it's, you coming i think i think it's amazing what you set up and and, and i think it's just like anything in life you've done before is going to grow um, just seeing how you are as a person and your mindset, I know it's definitely going to grow, unless you decide not to do it anymore. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just who are you as well, and what you kind of do um, at the moment, just to just for people to understand with the context of like where your your kind of like information and what you're talking about is coming from. Introductions is mad because <laughs> how you want to present yourself. But you, you know, you know, I'm thinking about. I'm thinking about that powerful question. Is like, who are you today? And it's just like that's different all the time, and that's so. See, today, <laughs> I'm too many people, and that, <laughs> so that's that's where I've coped by implementing learning in several different places because mm-hmm. I'm always thinking with several hats on, and sometimes that's let me down, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of times that's been successful for me. But today, I'm a community activist. Mm-hmm. I want to stand up for people that didn't, wasn't born with the opportunities mm. that they deserve because I was one of them as well. Mm. Um, I want to stand up for, can I say disadvantage? I don't know if disadvantage, I use it so much, but I don't mm. know if disadvantage is the right word. Just, you know, at a different point. Yeah, yeah. I, They're I, born I get at a different point. Mm. And they have to overcome different barriers. I want to stand up for those people. I'm a football coach because I love a learning environment, mm. and to be front and center of that learning environment is is empowering to mm. me. Um, so I love football coaching, but then I'm also a member of, you know, UMIOS. I'm also a member of DFA. I'm also a member of the London Legacy Development Corporation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also, you know, a member of the wider football community. And a member of Planet Earth as well. A member of Planet Earth, <laughs> hu- uh, part of the human race. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I love that. Um, yeah, man, like, what's he, obviously, some, one of the things you wanted to talk about as well was pivotal moments. What, what, what does that mean to you? What, what are pivotal moments in life for you? What's a pivotal moment? Because that's a funny, it's a it's a funny term. I think it's that point that you can reflect now. You can reflect on the day, you can reflect in a year, you can reflect five years on, but it's that moment that changed your perspective. It's that moment that kind of made you do things differently. Something it's super, pivot, some, something it changes direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But then I think, obviously, in my map of the world, I think I'd argue that every single thing might change my direction. But I see what you're saying. It's just, it's, it's, it's about, is it about the significance of that moment? It's how much it, how much change it created, rather, it's something that created a lot of change than something small, you know? Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. To, yeah, as well, because the more pivotal, the bigger the, the impact yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Of, of the situation. Yeah, yeah. Um, Many pivots, like, between... The ages of sixteen to twenty-four. Mm. I'm twenty-four years old now. Between the ages of sixteen to twenty-four, a lot of things have happened. Yeah, like you're, you're like a you're like an old soul in, in a young. I, <laughs> young I think I am body. a little bit as well. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. I am. Like, yeah, I, I enjoy being just calm and relaxed, mm-hmm. and like doing the old man stuff. Yeah, yeah. As well, like I'm not impressed by what the young people, you know, see as impressive. You know, mm. that there was not even that long ago, but I was impressed by like fancy, nice, fast cars. Mm. I was impressed by like nice watch or, you know, luxury garments. But I've lost that a little bit now. Mm. What, what made you, what made you change your mind on that? Or what made you value other things? I think meeting different people mm. from different, with different maps of the world. Mm. Like that's why I, I would I would say that my bike ride with you when mm. was that? That was what like nearly two years ago. Yeah, that was like two years ago. It was like first lockdown. Yeah, that was du- it was during lockdown though, wasn't it? Yeah, first lockdown. So technically, it wasn't even essential, but to me, that was <laughs> essential. That that yeah, was hundred yeah. percent essential. But for me, that was such a big moment because mm. I came out of my comfort zone and met someone that I've only spoken to on Zoom like twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's crazy. That's that was incredible. Like even now, just like I'm smiling about it because that was so sick. And I think this was initially so you haven't met Bob and Robin at that point and Aaron. Like you haven't met them in person either. We were having the Zoom calls together, and then I said, "You know what? I'll come and meet you." I yeah, said, yeah. "I'll just come and meet you, man, straight." And then we and you know what? It was it was actually beautiful because even not only we had an amazing conversation and I got to meet you, like you you showed me other parts of London that I've never seen before. You know, that canal and like around like both sides of Wapping, whatever. Because I, I don't go there. Yeah, yeah. I've never even knew that existed. And I think this canal, like here, it connects somewhere yeah, there. Yeah, it does. Yeah, so I was like, that was, it was, yeah, it was just an incredible, like that's something I'm going to have with me for the rest of my life. That's crazy, man. Yeah. For me, that was, <clears throat> that was just a moment where I just come out of my comfort zone. And like I said before, I was a, I was, I would classify myself as a shy individual. Mm. Quite introverted mm. I wouldn't really want to go into Something where I'm meeting someone for the first time And that could affect their first impressions of me mm. Like I would be quite uncomfortable by that Previously mm. Whereas following on from that I was like Do you know what I don't give a fuck what this person thinks <laughs> about straight. me I'm just going to go and present myself And be myself for the day And that's what it was And and we had good few hours together Good conversation mm. And it just taught me that, you know, I'm willing to go out and meet new people that I've never mm. met before. And then kind of I joined FA National Youth Council. and mm. I was already on the Legacy Youth Board at LLDC at that point. But, you know, the confidence it gave me to go out and speak to those people in person. And then FA National Youth Council as well, just a mad one because I'm meeting people that have had completely different upbringings to me. Mm. Like, fully different mm. the kind of obstacles and barriers that i've faced in my life they that's 
wild to them. Mm. That's wild to them. And the barriers and obstacles that they face in their life, that's, that's wild to me. Mm. And meeting them and understanding their characteristics and what makes them unique and special. Mm. And I, I think I've absorbed a lot of a lot of their characteristics. And meeting those people gave from from a wider community. When I say like before we were just kind of well, I feel like I was just locked up East London, East London, East London. Yeah, everything yeah. East London. Then you might meet one or two people from South London and then go back into your into your little hub mm. at East London. You might meet a few people from North London and then whatever. Kind of beyond London is like once a year maybe, mm. twice a year at mm. most. Whereas when I'm constantly talking to people that nationally, then then we spoke with Belgian FA and we had a meeting with Belgian FA. Sick. Um, meeting people from Belgium and then kind of adding them on socials and keeping conversations and relationships with them. It made me understand that there's a there's a wider world out there. There's a the world is and huge. people are different. Yeah. People are different, and your fancy cars and like your fast cars and your watches and your clothes and whatnot. It doesn't really impress everyone mm. the way that you think it will. And during lockdown, none of them were using the, fun, you know, they were sitting in the, in the expensive houses. That's what I'm houses. saying. Like I was sitting in my pyjamas in meetings. <laughs> yeah. And I'm thinking like, I've got my clothes in my cupboard and whatnot and none of that shit's impressive anymore. Mm. And I, I'm just not impressed by that. Like, I might think like I'm a big person in my community and I might be in Tower Hamlets. Mm. I might be on my road or I might be in my building. But there's a whole big wider wider world out there, yeah. and the only thing that's really valuable to everyone is kind of knowledge and understanding and being able to, you know, maintain a conversation and build a relationship and mm. you know those those foundation foundation foundational things. Yeah, but I think I think that's like I think we're a small tribe. I'm not saying we're super small, but I think there's not many people who think like that like i don't and you know what maybe in, in a funny way there are people who think like that but sometimes it's, it's there's a thing of like having to connect with that person to even discover that in the first place or they haven't discovered it yet themselves but it's, it's funny because i'm coming from a perspective of like i understand that the way the world is structured or the way some people live their life is not necessarily the best way to do that and it's just yeah it's, it's we need to change and i think and just going back to that thing of like if people want to see change, they should first change themselves. And that's what I'm doing, basically. That's what I have done my whole life. Um, which is also powerful because when I change, like, the way I look at stuff changes too, you know. But then but then I also believe that it's about building, which is what you're doing as well. It's about building platforms where we can share that mindset and share those sort of things as well. Hence why we started this podcast as well, which is all about that too, you know. Yeah, no, 100%. And I think what I'm trying to do with Legacy Football League is, you know, implement that as well. Mm. A platform where you can share mindset, share things that, you know, help you grow, help you develop. Mm. Um, and it's difficult because with, with young people, 14, 15, 16-year-olds, kind of the age group that we're working with at the moment, mm. you know, they haven't hit that. A lot, but you, but you've many been there. of them haven't hit that really. But you, you've been there before too. And this is, this is what I want to talk about as well. Because I feel like sometimes as we get older, it's very easy to go to look at young people and just go like, they should be like this or why don't they learn that? And obviously rather than going like, how can I teach them this? Because we can. But then even then it's still sometimes, and I'm not believing that it's difficult because I don't think it's difficult. I think we can do it. But 
sometimes I feel like young people in a certain place in life where it's like really tricky because they're just still discovering themselves. So it's easy to talk to someone else who already know themselves and to help them implement certain things, but they they haven't discovered themselves yet. Yeah. You know, they're, they're in the process. Sometimes I feel like I've been there, you've been there. And it's when, as, as we get older, it's really easy to just go like, oh, why, why isn't, why are they like this? Or why is the person like that? Yeah, well, I kind of get it, you know. It always comes back to maps of the world. Mm. Like in their maps of the world, they are right. They are correct. Yeah. And we need to appreciate that. Mm-hmm. That young people are correct. Mm-hmm. If they if they feel like that's an injustice and we don't see the injustice to them and they're upset by that, they are they are right to feel, you know, oppressed because mm-hmm. in their map of the world, they are being oppressed. That's how they feel and that's what they're experiencing. 100%. Mm-hmm. And if, if, they're, if they're overly excited... Then in their map of the world, they have something justifiable to be excited about, and mm-hmm. we should embrace that, empower, and say, you know, appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's the beauty of working with young people because, yeah, it's just they they're just such an open book, mm. and their maps of the world can be easily influenced. Mm. Um, and I want to be part. I want to be part of their story. I love that. I want to be part of the story. I want to be in their book. Um, you know, have an influence. Mm-hmm. And possibly five years, 10 years down the line, some of them will be 25, 26, my mm-hmm. age. Um, maybe even older until they realize it. But, you know, I will hope that they come back and say, you know, Naim influenced me in a positive way and allowed my mindset and my mm-hmm. my development to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think I really do in that. It's, it's just what you said, it's about realisation. And I think from my point of view as well, with the experience I had youth working, sometimes I've had conversations with young people where I didn't even think they even took anything in. But then I realised it's, it's it's about planting a seed. And you ain't going to always plant the seed, but sometimes you might plant a seed, a positive one, and then it grows later on. And then only later on they realise, oh, that's based on that conversation we've had. And that's something I'm implementing in my life. And then something might take two, sometimes five years for them to go, oh my God, I remember that conversation we had. That was such a powerful one. And it's helped me look at things from that point of view and this. And at that time, I would have been thinking like it wasn't even going through. It didn't even feel like it's going through or they're taking it in. But we don't understand what's going on internally for the person yeah. when we're having those type of conversations, which is also really, really powerful, man. And in that, I want my growth and development to be authentic as well. Mm-hmm. I want it to be how we're mentioning it, how we're saying, you know, for the young people who want it to be in two years, in five years, they have that realisation. I want I want that for myself as well. Yeah, yeah. I want my growth and my development to be authentic and to look back in two and five years and be like, that was a pivotal moment. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that this podcast was a pivotal moment, but say in five years, because I want it to be authentic. Like we mm. There's this culture now where it's like influencers and the currency of attention and everyone wants yeah, attention yeah, yeah. real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everyone wants the money real quick. Everyone wants the attention real quick. Everyone wants fame. Everyone, like, uh, over lockdown, I had a little run. I got a little bit upset. <laughs> I don't even know why I got about upset what? about it, but it was just like everyone trying to start a business. And I was mm. like, I, I appreciate you starting a business and I appreciate you putting your time and effort into something. But I got upset with someone. No, there was a few people. There was about three people on the same day they go, why are you shouting at my business? Mm. And I was like, 
I just wanted them to appreciate growth being natural, being authentic, mm. because then it's more meaningful. Like everyone wants to get th- get to a thousand followers real quick. As yeah, soon yeah. as they open up a new business, they expect everyone to give them a shout out, and they expect that they expect their followers to go up like that. Yeah, but yeah. What they're not appreciating, and for me, this is what I've learned is that the quicker it goes up, is the quicker it comes down. You know, you know what's funny. I think also. A business is about finding... So I've got two things to say on that, yeah? yeah? Just number one, in terms of like people wanting to start a business, I'm more fascinated with what does that mean as in terms of like more and more people want to do it. It's like, where's that energy coming from, you know? What is... And, and, and I think that's just highlighting... I don't, know, I don't know the exact reasons, but it's just highlighting there's something around people wanting to do things their own way. People, My interpretation of it mm. is metrics of success. Mm-hmm. That they've seen someone else be successful mm-hmm. on Instagram with a lot of followers, and through that they they're generating a lot of money. Yeah, so they've commercialized yeah. their content, and they just want that. Yeah, but they yeah. want it real quick, mm. like quick. Whereas that person that you've seen be successful is taking him or her ten years to be at that level. Yeah, musicians are a very good example of that they've been making music five sometimes to ten years. Footballers are the up. perfect example. Mm. Footballer, like, I'm, I'm, I'm relating it back to something that I know very well. Is that a footballer will work from five, six years old from mm-hmm. early and put in hours, and their parents will travel up and down the country and internationally mm-hmm. to see them make it, and then they might blow up over one game or two games or five games, mm. and everyone's like. Oh, he's made it at 17 years old He's smashing it He's killing it and whatnot. But he's been working 12, 13 years before that mm. To have those Great five games Exactly And it's like See so many bakers Like so many bakers During lockdown And why I got annoyed with it Is like I see My people Like my fam- my, my aunt Yeah Like I don't know why She doesn't make it a business Properly But She's the best baker I've ever seen in my mm. life A big shout out to her So isn't it <laughs> Um, and then it was like people were trying to become famous bakers overnight. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. trying to sell their school cakes and their milk cakes, and then they were just like trying to trying to become famous because they've seen someone else do it. Mm. And it was just like perfect your craft, enjoy what you do, let it be authentic, let it grow. Yeah, yeah. And and you know what? And the second thing I was going to add on to that with when it comes to businesses, right? I think I think a business is around. It's always it always involves community. There'll be a certain community that will be attracted to certain business. And when people start a business, most of the time they'll find other people that have a similar idea in common anyways. In my in my opinion, because like they, they're building a community. And if they think like that, then it means there's other people that might think about certain things in a similar way. So it's about discovering who the community is. And that takes time. It doesn't happen 100%. overnight. It takes you know? it takes it takes a lot of time. Mm. And yeah, it's just it's just metrics of success. Like people just see, you know, somebody else be successful, and they want it, they want that really fast. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's an illusion. Yeah, yeah I think, yeah. like, I respect forex traders and network marketers, mm-hmm. but what, like, my friends as well are network marketers and forex traders, mm-hmm. and respect you as well. I appreciate the craft that you do and the expertise that you have. But then some some of them as well, network marketers, mm-hmm. tend to sell a dream that you can you can reach my levels of success or mm. you know 
I can understand. So, so what I might do if I'm a network marketer is understand what you see as successful, mm-hmm. and then say you can get that really, really quickly. Mm. If you come and join my my path, that's a really good point. And it's just like metrics of success sometimes need to be tweaked or challenged a little yeah. bit, and 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 they can always change. Like people can, like I said, like it can be tweaked, and people can change them, and and sometimes there's not even sometimes there's value in changing them. You know, um, so we're coming towards the end because obviously we have a cap of on how long we can film. So, um, two things before we check out: is there anything you'd like to promote? Promote. I want to promote Legacy Football League. I have mm-hmm. to. I have to. That's gonna be the big thing. Any anyone in the football community, and the football community isn't just players, coaches, and referees. It's anyone that enjoys watching football or loves youth football seeing young people enjoy themselves and not even young people if you just enjoy good football if you enjoy sports if you enjoy seeing competition mm-hmm. find out a little bit more about legacy football league um you got instagram for that one can we add it into yeah, it's, yeah. uh I'll, I'll i'll shout it out but at legacy football league okay um i'll give that the page is only up and running again i want i want the growth and development of that league to be to be authentic to be natural um and then just shout out to all of the people that that supported me through through my journey, because mm. um, without you, I wouldn't be the person I am today. You know, there's leaders from within my community, and leaders that I take a lot from, mm-hmm. and you have molded me and shaped me into the person that I am today. Um, so a big thank you to you. I'm not gonna say names. I want you to know within yourself that you've had a massive mm, impact that's powerful like if you know you're that person you'll know you're that person yeah. without that person, you saying the name those people they know it I like that they know they know they've had a massive impact on my, I like my that. life and I'll say it to them privately separately mm-hmm. but they, they know it deep down I love that and to check out this is the question where we ask all the time every single guest it's if you when you I'm not going to say if you when you have a chance to say seven sorry when you have a chance to say one thing to 7.8 billion people, what are you going to tell them? Appreciation. Mm. Appreciate it. Whatever it is, appreciate it. Be thankful. Mm. Like I use the word Alhamdulillah. Like mm. Be thankful for everything, um, where you are, whatever you do. Breathing, living, eating, sleeping. Enjoy it, appreciate it, have fun with it, be grateful. Love it, man. Thanks for coming, bro.